Hello and welcome to Unbox, the podcast that dives deep into the world of custom packaging and innovative brand experiences. In each episode, we'll be exploring the latest trends, innovations, and best practices in the design and packing industry, and then taking a look at how they can help businesses like Yars to create memorable and impactful brand experiences. I'm your host, Sam Johnston. Let's get started. And in this episode, we'll be talking to Deborah Korn, who has been, who has by far the best job title I think I've ever come across, which is the Intergalactic Ambassador or to the Print Verse at Print Media Center. Um, has one of has one of the most impressive resumes in the industry. Logos like Cats, Showtime, L'Oreal, the list kind of impressively goes on. But great to have you here, Deborah. Thank you so much for inviting me. Very, very cool. It's Printerverse. Inter- printerverse. Best to the Printerverse. That's awesome. I love that. I need to redo my job title. It's happening after this. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> okay. um, and what we're going to do is we're going to ask four questions here. And um, if the listener wants to skip through and go to one of those questions, they can do that. We'll chapter it. But the first one's going to be what inspired our guests to get into the industry and business that they're in and how do they get their start in the field. The second one's going to be um, how do they think that custom packaging or product brand experiences in general would contribute to creating a loyal customer base. Number three is going to be what are some of the challenges businesses face when it comes to creating and sourcing custom packaging. And then the last one is how do they see the future of custom packaging and maybe just brand experiences in general evolving and what could businesses like you, the listener, be doing today to stay ahead of that curve. So without further ado, we're going to the first one. So Deborah, what inspired you to get into the industry and the business that you are in and how did you get the start in the field? I um, actually worked in advertising agencies, brands and corporations, as you mentioned, for over 25 years. And uh, the last time I lost my job in advertising, so that was, was very <laughs> frequent, as uh, people in advertising would know, um, I had run out of people to network with. So I opened up a LinkedIn group to bring all those people to me, which was uh, the event horizon of a new career that I had no idea that I was embarking on except that as the group started to grow around me and people were telling me what amazing resource it was and even though i had opened the group in order to search for a job and bring people who were in my job finding ecosystem into Mm -hmm. one place instead of me looking for them you know humans have this thing called free will and they started using the group (laughs) for their own purposes like does anyone know what this called or can somebody help me find a source for this and as the group started growing around me, wasn't sure what I did for a living. I told people I was a professional networker, but I wasn't sure what that meant yet. And social media had just kicked off. So I was really in the sort of ground floor of that whole wave of social media and community building. And I guess I had the skills for it uh, because at this point in time, um, independently, I have the, you know, one of the larger, larger audiences in print. You know, I, I'm not associated with a trade magazine or an organization mm-hmm. other than organizations I start myself. And that little LinkedIn group is the number one group for print in the world with, um, awesome. I think it's a, a approaching 130,000 members. And I do a lot of uh, initiatives that way. So what happened was because I did have this experience as a print customer, all of a sudden I found out that within this this whole uh, ecosystem that was I was now the center of, like if I was the son of the printerverse. Um, but 
I didn't have the knowledge and skills to actually answer all the questions. But what I was able to do, because I approved everyone for the group and I spoke to people, was say, oh, I know who knows the answer to that. Mm -hmm. And that's why I proclaim myself the intergalactic ambassador and not the supreme ruler, even though I am the <laughs> supreme ruler. Because, you know, the, the point is that I was just trying to be helpful. And in that, I also found that there was uh, the customer's voice was missing um, as far as talking to the printers and the manufacturers, um, more so them talking directly to the customers. The manufacturers sell to the printers, and then they say, well, now it's up to the printers to speak to the customers, but that doesn't always work out. Mm -hmm. So I found that my previous experience was really valuable in taking a lane that was unoccupied and is still unoccupied to this day in many ways, shapes and forms. So that's how it all started, you what know, by, by awesome. accident, but it's been since 2009. So it's, it's working out. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people that are glad you did, and it must be kind of freeing to have this audience and have this platform without it being kind of encapsulized by another entity. Um, what's that like having the freedom to move? Let me tell you, having I give no Fs attitude really helps me um, use my influence in what I think is the proper way. You'll yeah. never hear me out in the streets, in the social streets saying I'm an influencer, you know, um, no, nah. because I use my influence behind the scenes because mm -hmm. everyone knows when I go come knocking, there's 250,000 people with me. So That's I'm awesome. very careful about, you know, what I do, but more what i what i try to do is help the printing industry let's say open up themselves to new ideas and new ways of doing things and, and become more welcoming to voices and people that we need in the industry to mirror the customers so I'm, I'm involved a lot in diversity inclusion conversations, not from an HR or legal perspective, but uh, hello, what are we doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, you know, you can't on one hand say we have a workforce development issue and you, we need young people in the industry and in the same way, not have them see themselves in the industry in a any way, shape or form. So. I have a group called Girls Who Print. There's almost 10,000 uh, women members in it. So I really focus a lot on community building as well uh, with with my platform. So to Yeah, say. I think that's amazing. I think every industry needs to have one of you. You need to replicate yourself so that yeah, we can all get a bit of that. Would be, would be helpful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate you giving us the background. I think um, there's going to be some interesting insights into these next couple of questions because you kind of, you're not actively doing packaging at the moment moment or kind of building that side of it however i think product brand experiences can mean lots of things to different people and it might be um the, the piece of print that arrives on somebody's doorstep though the thing that's in their hand or it might be a digital experience it might be a referral but we all get experiences with products in different contexts so i'm looking forward to getting your perspective on this and the second question here is how do you think that custom packaging or and product brand experiences contributes to creating a loyal customer base so again, from my perspective, which is how do we create a, a need for certain 
for, for print in people's lives when they don't realize that they need print in people's lives, right? Mm -hmm. So that's that's how I approach these things. If you're a packaging printer already, then you know who to talk to. You know what you know what to do. I'm not going to add any value there. But looking at these places where maybe there are more opportunities. Um, so a, a while back, a lovely gentleman named Ira Jackson um, started a packaging business, and he said the box is the new billboard. Mm -hmm. And I thought that that was the. Uh, perfect way to describe the true opportunity that there is with packaging beyond just something that holds a product or is protective or um you know in some manner you know so how can you use that packaging as a communication device and what are the opportunities what's in the packaging um i get i'm one of those people i'm sorry uh i'm a i'm an amazonaholic uh, i'm now finding like i order some stuff at nine o'clock in the morning it's at my door at 7 a.m and i'm not you know telling them to do it they're asked they're like hey mm -hmm. you can have this so i'm taking advantage of it but all the missed opportunities where is my customer loyalty information? Where is my gift card for the next purchase? Where is now? I understand that that's an Amazon system that they don't have the mechanisms to match all those things up with their robotic process, but we can still look at the example and bring it down to somebody as even going into a store and getting a bag is a package, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe the, the, business doesn't want to spend a lot of money on that bag hopefully it's not a plastic bag but let's say it's a paper bag there are still options you've got labels you can stamp it you can make it really cool and what is in that bag so i think that the the real loyalty comes with um you know all the opportunities that i can further connect or engage with that brand beyond the package of the product I have in my hand, which I already have. So maybe yeah. I need another one, maybe I don't, but um, either way they could they could keep me in my ecosystem. And if we just keep using Amazon as the example very quickly, if you like this product, you might like all these products. Okay, where's my catalog for all those other products? So the packaging can actually just be a starting point and somebody once told me that packaging is very personal, especially if you go to a store, you pick out a package and you bring it to your house, like you've invited it in. So, you know, if uh, ketchup, Heinz actually does a great job at this, you know, that bottle becomes, which is packaging, becomes interactive and gives me a great hamburger recipe or, you mm -hmm. know, and then gives me a hashtag to take a picture of my great hamburger recipe and my great dip I made with ketchup and share it on social media. So I think that all those opportunities are there for so many things beyond what we see on shelves. And that's really where I look for the new business possibilities. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that kind of the added value connected packaging stuff, that's kind of a term that seems to be going around in the industry at the moment. It's changed over the last couple of years, but connected packaging is the term of the day. And um, and the ability to provide added value experiences. Um, like these customers are 
we're all kind of tribal, right? We like to belong to a um, uh, something that says, this is who I am. This is where I belong. This is what I believe in. Here's my my kind of vision for what the future should look like. Here's what my values are. And we look for brands that replicate those things. Not all the time. And sometimes it's just, we got to get it. And But sometimes I think people are looking for that. And for some of our listeners that are maybe just starting a brand or in, in the middle of growing and going through the scaling processes, Packaging can tell a different story to different types of customers at different stages. Like if you're bringing a brand new something to market and you're really tapping into the that group of the consumer market that that are going to try something new regardless. Like these are people that just are super excited about new things that are happening. They want to be the first one to try it. You can speak to that person and give them all the added value experiences and really help this to become a part of their tribal experience through the packaging vice versa when we get into later stages of the product cycle and maybe at this point now the mass market is starting to adopt it they're going to want something different from that packaging experience and working with good agencies or good in-house designers and people that understand that consumer to brand experience and what it needs to be can make really impactful little um, opportunities so i think that's awesome yeah, especially once you have data, once you start collecting data, mm -hmm. then I can start sending me, for example, I just bought some you some hubs for my computer, right? Nice. So now I get uh, a postcard that says, hey, we've identified you as a hub user and we have a new product coming out. And we, if you scan this QR code, will send you one to test and write a review or you know you're the first to know about it or to, to yep. your point mm -hmm. and really create engagement and community to your point at your tribes i mean i didn't buy an anchor this time and i had to like talk myself out of it um because the of uh, the one i did buy was actually better reviewed but i would have gone for the brand name i knew um, so because I feel like I have a relationship with that brand because mm -hmm. it's been reliable uh, for me. That's awesome. Well, well, I guess the next question is bouncing off all of that conversation we've just had. Like, what, are, what do you think are some of the challenges that businesses, or brands, or entrepreneurs, there's a lot of solo entrepreneurs that own packages and own product businesses these days. But what are some of the challenges that businesses face when it comes to creating and sourcing the, this type of packaging? definitely did not realize how many rules and regulations there are around packaging from um, the ink that's used, barriers, depending upon what's in the packaging, a food safe barriers, foods, food safe ink, um, sizes. You can't have a random size on a retail shelf. Good luck for that. <laughs> shelf space in general, you know, uh, a lot of people like to think, well, I bought a packaging press and now I'm a packaging printer. I'm like, well, you're printing some packaging, but it's not going into the grocery store anytime soon unless you're unless you already have a relationship with Nabisco and they're doing that for you. Hmm. So I think that um, people who are seeking out packaging might have preconceived notions of what it is or what they want. And it is an amazing moment in time. Always come to the table with things you like, because I think if you're going to have a collaborative discussion with your printer or your designer or your uh, marketing people, depending upon what stage you're, you're up in the concept of coming up with the concept or taking the concept and trying to bring it to life, 
You should always have an example examples like you know if you do a website here are the ones i like so the the at least the web designer knows has a mm -hmm. has a lane to go in and then let collaborate and listen to the printers listen to the the, the people who understand the regulations especially if you're going anywhere near food or anywhere near cannabis uh there are people out there who are, have made themselves experts in these spaces not just for giant companies but for the person who makes granola at the um farmers market or mm -hmm. a small grower of cannabis uh versus you know I'm sure we're getting into large chains of those people at this point yeah. but uh whatever it might be have your ideas but but be understand that there's going to be some retrofitting and it's look making it an eighth of an inch smaller if you have the room could save you thousands and thousands of dollars if a if a printer can configure how many they can print at one time in, in a better way so 100%. i would just say collaborate 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 and uh you know take the best advice you know and like anything else you can get a second opinion i mean shop your estimates around mm -hmm. shop your advice around and go with the people that you feel are in helping you in your best interest not to make the sale and those are two different things yeah i think that's awesome and i think that that there's a reason why um there's a lot of design agencies out there in the world there's a lot of kind of sourcing and fulfillment logistics side of the the printers um and sometimes if you've just raised funds and you have this kind of vc pressure on you at the moment and um maybe going with one of the bigger names is seems like a safer bet because if it goes wrong you went with the bigger name you're protecting yourself by doing that however um those bigger entities sometimes are only able to build off what they're manufacturing off their own lines which kind of limits you um to what what you're able to actually do so just like you're saying shopping around or working with a third party broker that works with thousands of different providers you can get the best price and the best deal that's going to work for you but also more strategic advice more tactical advice on um, how you should be doing it where you should be doing it and all the regulation right. um and if i yeah. could just add one thing and going back to what we were talking about before and i think you just raised a really great point besides all the different you know opportunities there are for how does it close and what big it is how, how big it is and how how big it is and the substrate or the materials that you're using to create it is the um fact that through digitally printed packaging you can message different people it could be different colors you could make sure that um if you're if you're helping a veterinarian that everyone with cats get cats on the covers and everyone mm -hmm. with iguanas gets iguanas on the covers you know all, all five people with iguanas but <laughs> that that would me that would have meaning to me yeah so it's it's um logistical as well as intentional who, how you end up producing it and of course volume comes into play but mm -hmm. like there's no need that anyone needs to store anything um in a warehouse these days yeah i think that the the whole logistics framework is getting so much more reactive and i think in, in order for the personalization element to come in the industry has to change and keep up in order to be able to make this more hyper personalized every single time i get a package which i think leads on to our our last question here which is kind of how do how do you see the future of custom packaging or brand experiences evolving and what could businesses or listeners be doing today to stay ahead of that curve 
So just to address something for that you just mentioned, which leads into this, um, you know, personalization and customization are two different things. And people get nervous sometimes about personalization. It doesn't have to have my name on it. Like I said, customization is a group of people, everyone with cats, as opposed to me getting a dog and I have a cat. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's not a scary thing. You don't have to do 5,000 different things. If you don't want to, you can put them in groups and only this group gets blue and this group gets red and however you want to do. Or you can drill it down to one-on-one. As far as the future of packaging, it is all in the no plastic at any time ever again lane we as a the printing industry are not there yet laws are pushing us and pushing us quickly into that as well as gen z who does not want any plastic in their life and they win end of story but mm-hmm rotting food is more expensive and worse for the environment to deal with at the moment than the plastic it my cucumbers might come in at my cucumbers came in i bought these little cucumbers they came in a plastic bag so what i would say is that do what you need to do now to be as aware of everything you can do to have some sustainability story. You might not have a good one, but have something. Even if it's digitally printed packaging, you can say it costs less time, the machine wasn't on as long, it, it there was less waste in getting to yes, and mm-hmm. we didn't have to store anything, we didn't have to ship it, I could print exactly where I need it. That could be your sustainability story, but follow the companies that are starting to work with hemp and paper pouches and things like that. And if you're investing in equipment, invest in the companies that are already doing research and development into getting plastic out. And it's not just clear plastic. I saw the perfect example was the makeup industry. I didn't even realize it because I don't really wear makeup, but Every single one of those makeup cases is hard plastic. And then I saw an example of one that was made from hemp. So it's eventually going to get there, but the pouches and the Mm -hmm. stuff in the supermarket, it's going to be the first to go to paper. And I would just say that's where the focus needs to be. I love that. Yeah, I think that this has been echoed by a number of our guests that we've had come on is that there's a lot of innovation happening, not as much as is necessary, um, but there is pressure being applied. And if you want to find something that is eco-friendly um, and really eco-friendly, there's some ways that potentially look eco-friendly and can give you the perception of eco-friendliness without actually being better for the environment. Um, but if you if you are looking for that specific type of packaging in particular, there's specialized um, support out there to, 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 to go ahead and do that. Merchant Box is one of those, but there's lots of these organizations that can, that have the network, have already done, tried and tested. They understand like, yes, it's environmentally friendly, but it can still arrive on the doorstep, protect your product and do all the design elements versus one that potentially isn't going to arrive effectively because yes, it's eco-friendly, but it's, it's not going to do the job. So um, definitely go out there, do a bit of shopping around. Uh, 
um, and speak to people that you know advertise. Hey, we, this is what we actually offer, and they are brokers. Um, and, and, and just to just to clarify something, mm-hmm. it's not just the material you create packaging with; it's what yeah. you put on that packaging. So you would say, well, there's ink on packaging. Yes, there is, and it. But in order for it to be I'm just going to say environmentally friendly. I'm not going to use the recycling word because that's mm-hmm. up to somebody in a recycling plant who's going, huh, yeah, or no. Yeah. So uh, until that changes, heavy ink coverage is not going into the recyclable bin at the recycling plants. A lot of embellishments and special effects not going. And from what I understand, uh, there will start being fines for for the brands that are attempting to put those. Think of a, a crazy cereal box, you know, with all the mm-hmm. bells and whistles on it. Um, they're going to be like, no, uh, white box, you know, d- doesn't need to be that way uh, because if it is, it can't. It messes up the the rest of the system. So. Talked, it's not just about the substrate, it's about the entire process. So when you collaborate, make sure that you are asking those questions too. That's awesome. Well, that's it. That's our time for this episode. I wish I could keep talking, but that is it for this episode of Unbox. And thank you to our guest, Deborah, for sharing the insights and expertise with us. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave a review wherever you're listening to us. It means a lot to us and the algorithm overlords um, that, that measure these things. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions of future episodes, you can reach out to us at unboxed at merchantboxes.com. But Deborah, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to contact you? Probably LinkedIn, Deborah Korn, um, or just do a Google search on, um, I got some pages. On all there. the usual places. Nice. We'll put a link in the show notes so that they Thank can get you so there. Much. Awesome. Great well, talking with you. until next time, keep thinking outside the box and creating unforgettable brand experiences. And in the mighty words of Print Media Center, print long and prosper. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. It was sponsored by Merchant Boxes. Merchant Boxes provide custom packaging to large businesses and small creators that customers love. If you are looking for award-winning custom package designs that make your business and products stand out from the competition, click the link in the show notes to find out more.